the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today because not only are we talking about the finale of season one of When Hope Calls, but we are also finished our television coverage, series coverage for 2019. And Yay! <laughs> I am so proud of that. It's up there in my like lifetime accomplishments. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so today I am joined by Amy's here. Hello, everybody. Yay. And Cammy's here. Hi. Yay. Happy almost Halloween. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. If you aren't watching the video version you are missing out a little bit on my amazing background <laughs> and also <laughs> i've got the christmas lights ready to go yeah. got them up. we're sporting some really really cool uh <laughs> video backgrounds uh so yes and cammy is sporting a halloween scarf that's yeah, right baby. we're being festive <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with the finale uh, I think at the end, we're going to talk about sort of the season as a whole uh, and uh, maybe even how we feel about sort of the whole year a little bit, depending on how long we take of, of uh, Hallmark television for the year. But uh, yeah, so we get this finale. What was your overall thoughts about this episode? Uh, what did you think, Amy? Okay, so I've got to say, I started really getting into this season in, like, the last three episodes, mm -hmm. and now I'm kind of invested, like, in the show before, I was like, okay, this will be interesting, you know, it's a one calls a heart speed up, but now I'm, like, really invested, mm -hmm. um, and this episode, I was like, oh, they can't leave this like this, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but I'm like, oh, no, don't do this to me, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed the episode, and it made me very, my heart very happy, and then it made my heart very unhappy at the end, and yes. <laughs> yeah. Cammie, what about you? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, uh, the controversial, uh, um, uh, con con not conversations, but there we go. The con the conflict, the conflictual conversations. There we go, and just the 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 tense mood, the tense mood of everything. There there were a couple of times where I thought that there were some missed opportunities, and it's not all their fault because they can't go into every avenue because of time. But I just. I thought, oh, that would have been so good there. Oh, that would have been so good there. Oh, that would have been so good there. You know, but we can't, we can't go into that because it's a 45 mm -hmm. minute show. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, yeah, I, there, there are some things that I would have liked to see, but overall I, I loved it. I thought the pace moved really well. I thought the action sequence went really well. And uh, I'll, I'll save my really big opinion of, about the end for all right yeah i enjoyed <laughs> the episode at first i was a little irritated and probably by design because i just felt like grace what are you doing like let it go this mm -hmm. is not worth like you as a human being you have to pick your battles and mm -hmm. her getting like it's not it was no, a cow <laughs> yeah and nobody did anything to her 
Yeah. Like, so exactly. why is she making a stink over this for something that's really none of her business to be frank? I mean, and, and so I, it was just, just, just let it go. It does not this. I, I don't know. I didn't understand her still being irritated. And so I was a little irritated at her. <laughs> She's an emotional woman. She's going to mm-hmm. hold on to it. <laughs> you gotta let it go. Grace, just let it go. Let it be. I did. Oh, don't make me start singing. Don't yeah. make me start singing. <laughs> I know. I just came in my head and I'm like, don't do it, Amy. <laughs> We're all a bunch of Disney fans here. We'll start singing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, that was frustrating to me, but I'm glad that they allowed her to be frustrating. Like I, I want to watch shows where I'm occasionally ir- irritated at the characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's the difference between watching a movie and watching a television series. If I am watching a movie, it's okay if the characters aren't really deep, depending on the type of movie it is, of course. Uh, but the whole advantage of television is you're supposed to really be able to get to know the characters and, and spend time with them and dig deep. And, and so if I, like, I have no problem with a fluffy two hour movie, that's relaxing to me. That's fun. I enjoy it. Obviously I have this podcast, but for a television show, I want to, I want flawed characters. I want them to make mistakes. I want them to be stubborn. I want them to be stupid occasionally, you know, like, you can overdo it, of course, and then it's... Oh, yes, you can definitely mm-hmm. overdo it. <laughs> but, but you want but, it to be realistic. Yeah. Like, and and so I yeah. like this, and because this is definitely not the case in all Hallmark television shows. And so I appreciated the fact that the writers of this series allowed their character to be flawed and to be kind of dumb and frustrating and all of that. I think that's good. And it makes Grace a more interesting character than if she was just perfect and made all the right choices all the time. So I don't know. So even though I was irritated, I was kind of glad I was irritated, if that makes any kind of sense. No, I completely agree with you because I think that the the more like a character or like a situation irritates you, like the thing is in real life, you're going to feel that way too. Mm -hmm. So it gives them more of like a, more of like you're you're able to relate to it more because like you're not going to agree with everyone all the time anyways so mm, yeah no yeah, i completely no. disagree no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> cammy agrees with everyone all the time well a lot of times in the hallmark shows no, they sort of leave this kind of learning to the children mm-hmm. the, the children who make mistakes or the children who are kind of difficult or whatever but I, uh, and that's fine. It's fine. But, uh, but, you know, in a good witch, it was definitely like Grace who would, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes have to yeah. Nick who would be the ones that were, will learn. And, but I, I just, I appreciate it. I think the writing, and we'll talk about it at the end, but I think the writing on this series has been really good and they, mm-hmm. they did a, a very good job. Um, in the words of Hannah Montana, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days you know yeah (laughs) okay but here but here is the here is something that i do believe was a mistake and i know it was probably scheduling Mm -hmm. or availability or even money uh, but there was no joe there was no joe and no eleanor in the entire episode i thought oh 
because they were so, they were so involved and such a strong part of the premiere of the first episode that I really missed them. That's a good point, especially because they had been kind of building little bit by little bit the Maggie Joe thing. Mm -hmm. And so even if it had just been a moment... Uh, between the two of them, I think that would have been nice. Yeah. Especially because there was that whole episode where they were so involved. Was that episode nine? Mm-hmm. Where they were, like, so involved and they were in, like, the, almost the whole episode. So surprising that they weren't in it at all in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So the episode started out, we get a little bit that there's the school concert. And am I right that the only kids in the school are the orphans? No, when I don't they did think that no. Con- when we did, they did um, that mini concert, that well, lady, what ugh, the lady in the first episode that that was like being annoying about the orphans, she had a daughter, oh, Pearl. Pearl, but, yeah. Was she in like a little concert though at the end? I swear it was no. All- no it was kids. just the orphans doing that for their friend. It wasn't all the kids in the town or anything like that. Because uh, I yeah. I saw like two or three other kids that were running around at points throughout the season. Because yeah, so. they were like I, I don't know. I thought they said maybe they maybe they didn't say it and I would just misheard something like oh the, the you said you missed the concert the kids are having the concert for you and then i'm looking i'm like that's just the orphans and so, well i think they were just doing it as like yeah. a, like saying oh well we're gonna sing for you because we know you're gonna miss it because i think the concert was the next day or whatever so yeah. they wanted so to just like yeah but like all the kids are they might be busy you don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. a it was an impromptu thing so yeah they're decent little singers Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so I cute. even wrote that down. I said, oh my word, they sound pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they're they saw little, uh, little children's choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were good. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, not always the case. Little kids singing sometimes. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Trust uh, me, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I had a children's singing company for five years. Oh my I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I do know. That is funny. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Uh, so then we have this conversation between Gabe and Sinclair. And uh, we also get this little moment where we see that Chuck and Grace are still fighting, which is crazy but they still are and then also gabe and sinclair and Mm -hmm. gabe asks sinclair uh what's up with the remaining 7k what's happening and sinclair says i'm prepared to protect what's mine and sinclair (laughs) has the audacity i know he wasn't actually serious but he has the audacity to ask gabe did you pocket it oh oh oh, i mean that that guy was messing with fire yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it was a it was a it was a pretty uh pretty in a little uh battle of wills you might say mm-hmm. oh <laughs> yep. yeah oh yeah <laughs> and so work with me on this so what what's all happening at the hotel so sinclair is getting a room mm-hmm. and who does he get the room under i can't remember himself himself himself? okay yeah but then gabe gets a room for russell meeks Mm -hmm. right that's the guy guy that we'd met a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. that he uh who's gonna squeal yeah Yeah. so he gets the room for russell meeks but that was that was part of a ploy yeah that that whole thing was to get ronnie nervous 
and so that and so that Sinclair would find out about it. And so it was all part of the trap. It was all part of the trap to try to snag Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically Sinclair ends up t- uh, and Gabe end up on the patio looking out at Brookfield and uh, and Sinclair says, you see the big picture from up here? <laughs> and he's kind of leering a little at bit. Lillian. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. Mm. A little bit sir creeps a lot. And yeah. I guess I don't really understand. I get why he would want to have Sam sort of protecting Lillian. But why not just tell Lillian that's what's exactly. happening? Like, why not just say, hey, um, there's this psycho person that made a vague, vague threat to your life. And I am concerned. And so we're going to have Sam kind of watch over just these couple of days or whatever, or some kind of thing. Yeah. Like they did earlier in the season when he had Chuck sit there in front of the house. Like, yeah. no, that that's was right. all Chuck's right. idea. Well, that was that's all true. Chuck's idea. But nevertheless, I, I, I guess I don't really understand why that had to be a secret. And, you know, yeah. certainly there was no need for Sam to break their window and like go in this all espionage and the kids are like, What's what's going on with this guy? Okay, like, well, number n- number one, Gabe had to be really desperate to ask Sam uh-huh. to guard Lillian. It's like there's no other men or like there's no other people in this town that can just like watch over. <laughs> in fairness, though, who else is going to be able to? It's not like I don't know if he got the the weird horse farmer guy. Uh, if they got him, some random guy, and is like, hey. I need to hang around you all the time. Like, That'd be there's weird. nobody else. <laughs> that would be a little weird. Whereas, like, at least Sam, that was sort of probable. Yeah. That no, that absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I just thought, I just thought it was really interesting that yeah. Gabe would ask Sam, right. the guy who is obviously after his girl. And so I remember thinking, yeah. "Ooh, Gabe's really desperate." <laughs> The only other person that he could have asked would have been Chuck. Mm-hmm. Maybe that Joe. That could have been plausible, but, but Chuck was gone. Yeah. Uh, and maybe and so, Joe, but he wasn't in the episode. Well, he wasn't in the episode. And also, like, his employment, that wouldn't have worked yeah. for him to be watching over Lillian all the time. That wouldn't have made sense. But, yeah. And so, it is kind of... But I just, I, I just don't know why they couldn't have involved Lillian in the conversation of, mm-hmm. like, protecting your life. And it's not like he had to have told her exactly what was going on. Like, he could have just said, there was a threat made. I'm figuring it out. Until then, I want you to stay safe or something. Like, he didn't have to tell her exactly what was going on. Like, Lillian's not some fragile creature. It's like, mm-hmm. she's a lot... I think she's a lot tougher than Grace, to be frank. Because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, because she's just not as, she's not as wounded as Grace. And, and so I think that she can handle it. I mean, she grew up an orphan. Like she's not, she has, she's not some, I don't know, precious woman, you know, that that has never, uh, has never faced any kind of challenges or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think that might be part of it because he said at the end, he said, you ran into a burning building to save a man's life. I didn't want to take a chance yeah, on what true. you might do. Yeah. So I think that he, 
I think he didn't want to tell her because he was afraid that she might take matters into her own hands hmm. and he might do so and that she might do something dangerous to be noble but put herself in jeopardy and we all know that he's in love with her and so he wants to he wants to protect her mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I was just thinking, I, maybe the only other person he could have asked is maybe he could have asked Tess. Ooh. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been a, a test of... <laughs> Not a chance in you know where. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's a good point. I can see that. But yeah, so there's just all of this shenanigans happening at the hotel. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then sam yeah breaking the window the the two boys are like older boys are what is going on here suspicious that was one of the places where i thought it was a missed opportunity go with vincent being suspicious of sam Mm -hmm. but it just ended there i thought oh man that would have been an awesome place to keep going with that yeah for for vincent to wonder if sam was up to no good and Maybe Sam tells Vincent, but says, no, you can't tell Miss Lillian. You know, something like that. I was like, oh, that, that was a missed opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought that they were going to have Sinclair try something or at least yeah. show up on the property or something, something to justify Sam being there. Mm-hmm. You know? And so th- those, were, those were the two main missed opportunities that, that kind of bothered me. It was like, mm-hmm. oh man, they, they, they could have done something with that. But once again, there's a 42 yeah. minute show and yeah. time constraints. You Do know? you think that the show has, if you were going to say things they could work on maybe for next season, do you think it, it needs a more central and antagonist? Because that's one difference from when calls the heart where you had basically Henry Gowan being your central antagonist for at least the beginning of the show now it's kind of not as much but there's no this this kind of antagonist is more is more sort of like similar to say like andrew walker's character on one calls the heart Mm. somebody like that that's kind of you know isn't going to be there forever coming in has sort of nefarious whatever but there's not like a true kind of antagonist character yeah to this because well, i thought i thought sam would be that but then now he seems like the nice guy who yeah. makes furniture <laughs> like um who's going to be who's going to be in the love triangle yeah. yeah so like maybe yeah maybe someone should come in next season and you know be in be you know maybe one of them has an old bow one of the girls that could come in and be a nasty guy i don't know <laughs> who knows what do you think cammy about that about the old bow or about no, the central antagonist? central antagonist? I think it could go either way because I've seen shows with not a particular antagonist, but just characters who come and it's worked. And I didn't necessarily have a problem with there not being a central antagonist. I remember the first season of Once Upon a Time drove me absolutely crazy because something's wrong. Oh, the Wicked Witch did it. Something's wrong. Oh, the Wicked Witch did it. Something's wrong. Uh, you, you get my point. You know? I mean, she is so, Regina, the queen. Of- yes, I know. But it was, yeah. it, it, was yeah. it, it got boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got, her, yeah. and, and if I hadn't been able to binge watch the first season, I may have quit. 
because mm-hmm. I was because I got bored. It's like yeah, it's the that. wicked queen's fault. Whoop de do. So I I don't. That's not that's not necessarily one of the things I would have pegged as something that needs to be worked on. But if they choose to go that way, I I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think it may have. I think it may have advantages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does kind of give it a little bit more of a kind of a Western feel, I think, mm-hmm. when yeah. you have kind of that sort of outlaw or the, not outlaw, those are the good, like the, the, you have sort of a ne'er-do-well <laughs> that I feel like. And, uh, and they have done a good job with Henry Gowan as far as kind of building his character mm-hmm. and making him work. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know, something that it's not a big deal. It's just something I, I kind of wondered if that could be how like how satisfying this whole Sinclair thing really was is as opposed to if there had been like a I don't know a greedy mayor or somebody like that that was like a fixture in the town that everybody had to a deal with a greedy mayor gee where did you get that idea <laughs> yeah, right. I, I didn't say it was an original idea I just said. <laughs> um so anyway the then you have uh, the grace telling the girls a story uh and I thought this moment really worked uh whereas I feel like a lot of times grace isn't able to kind of use her trauma in kind Mm -hmm. of a an effective way it's just sort of trauma whereas here she's able to kind of use her life experience her trauma to give these girls like a really sweet encouraging story about how she felt she just imagined holding her big sister's hand uh, and it helped her get through the night alone at the new orphanage. I thought that was a really well yeah. done scene and a really good story. Um, yeah, I do. I think it was a really beautiful moment and just seeing that how close of a relationship that Lillian and Grace do have with those girls and how much uh, it, it was really sweet. And just, I'm hoping that their experiences, Lillian and Grace of being separated, especially will help the girls. If there is a future season, help the girls being separated now. Mm-hmm. Oh, there think, better be a future season. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm really like really seeing how they help these girls. It was very sweet. Very sweet. Everybody. This is my daughter, Kira. She is, Hi, Kira. She Hi. is eight years old and she is a big time hardy. She loves Jack and Elizabeth. She thinks Nathan is not worthy of Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And she has been watching When Hope Calls, so she wanted to she wanted to come on and say what she thought about it. Yeah, what do you think? What's the verdict? Sam shouldn't be in love with Lillian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a matter of what two boys, one girl. So I don't think both boys should love one girl i think they should love different girls yeah yeah sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants but you're right they're not both going to be able to win her heart so it's going to be interesting yeah so your team gabe then you like you like gabe yeah. better mm-hmm. okay. i agree i agree with you good choice <laughs> <laughs> what did well, you so- think about chuck's mom tess like her. <laughs> not a big fan huh 
<laughs> yeah, why didn't you why don't you like her? She's just so cruel and mean. So mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your thought on the season. That's awesome. We love it. What do you want to say really fast? No. No. Bye. Okay, bye. Hey, bye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> After that really cute mini review that we had, <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. We are delighted to be talking about Glamour Box. And a lot of times that's the thing we forget when making our uh, outfits for the holidays is the perfect accessory. And that's what Glamour Box is for. It can really help you to find the, the perfect thing that will just add that spice to your holiday ensembles. And they send you every month a necklace, a bracelet, and a pair of earrings. And so that's really cool. And right now you can get $5 off your first month subscription uh, by visiting GlamourJewelryBox.com using code Hallmarkies. And Cami, you got to see what Glamourbox can send. What'd you think? I loved it. I really thought that it lives up to its name. It's a uh, it is glamorous, but it's not horribly expensive. And it just added that perfect little bit of elegance. I especially loved the earrings that I saw. This, the teardrop with the gem hanging down. It just, oh, it, 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 it made me feel, it made me feel like I was going to a ball. And it was, and this is my first, this is my first little bit of hearty swag that I received <laughs> since joining the team. So that makes it extra fun. With Glamour Box, you get affordable monthly jewelry subscription service sent right to your door. It's really fun. And like I said, $5 off your first month subscription at GlamourJewelryBox.com using code Hallmarkies. So definitely check it out. So Nathan arrives and he tells Gabe that his plan <laughs> to catch Sinclair is very risky, incredibly risky. And you kind of get this little bit of a past of their... Uh, he's like about Gabe's uh, uh, skill in training and Nathan's, other things. Nathan's and, and Nathan's skill. That, well, they talk about both of, both of them about it. And, uh, and so I thought that was kind of fun to see that banter between the two of them. It was hysterical. Just the whole him saying, what did you get in our marksmanship? Oh, I, I passed. I got a C plus. Yeah, Gabe right. just looks at it like, Excuse me, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. And I think it's also really important to remember that they this plan is incredibly risky. This plan is going to put their lives on the line, especially Gabe's. And so for Nathan to realize that we need to keep things lighthearted and we can't forget the banter and we can't forget to laugh I think it just was a really great thing that he did for Gabe to help kind of calm the nerves and, and just keep, keep things a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. Well, and also risky for Tess, definitely, as she's sort of playing this right, double yeah. agent kind of role in a way. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about between the two yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, the whole plan. Why don't you explain a little bit what this plan is, Kami? Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, so Tess is going in as a double agent. So she's going to make it look like she is working with Sinclair and she's going to feed him the information that Gabe wants 
and then they have a plan, Gabe and Nathan, they have a plan to sneak Meeks in, only Meeks isn't actually in the wagon. So it's going to be a way to nab Sinclair. But the big thing is that the whole reason they're going through with this plan is Gabe says that embezzlement isn't enough. It's not a cut and dried way to make sure that Sinclair stays in prison because Nathan yeah. suggests that. Nathan mm -hmm, yeah. says, let's just get him on the embezzlement. And he said, no, it's not enough. But attacking a Mountie, that's cut and dried. So mm -hmm. once again, we have a noble <clears throat> we have a noble law enforcement officer who is willing to put himself completely on the line and uh, and is willing to risk bodily harm and maybe even death if Sinclair is a good shot. That <laughs> Nathan is very, very clear on that point. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, but he's willing to risk that to to make the town safe and to catch the bad guy. Right. Yeah. And and Sinclair, he's worried. He thinks that the Meek, whole Meeks thing is a trap. And yeah. uh, and so you that it, it's a uh, it's it, I think it takes something like that to catch this kind of guy. Like you're not just going to catch him through some normal stuff. Like you have to be a little more. Creative. <laughs> well, and they end up not even needing the plan because, yeah. just like you said, Meeks figure. I mean, Meeks Sinclair figures out that it is a trap, and he takes matters into his own hands. And he keeps and he keeps <laughs> Tess in the room and says, "We're having a conversation with one of the <laughs> most respected citizens in Brookfield." So. Stay here and chat with yeah. us while I yeah. go. I said, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, like it really till the end there. I was thinking like, is Tess really gonna, is she really like that type of thing? It was like really for the last minute for me. It was a fun scene when Tess mm -hmm. like holds him down with the gun and, mm -hmm. and, and Ronnie is just like completely useless as a human being. Oh like, my word. Oh my Jeez. word. The strong arm and the coward. That's what mm -hmm. I'm calling the two yeah. of them. The strong oh, arm yeah. and the coward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He is totally useless. And I... then when, what's his name? Frank, the, the goon, when he, when, Ronnie, being trying to be noble, comes in and Tess, Tess, are you okay? He walks at the door and bang. <laughs> that okay, that poor guy has gotten more injuries this season. <laughs> that poor nose. I know, right? <laughs> and in the exact same spot too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel that bad for him. I feel like he's, he's he kind of got he what he deserved a little bit. I mean. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was, yeah. He he did have it coming because you do not take stolen funds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say that Maggie became my favorite person, hashtag favorite person, because she tells Grace, Sometimes it's better to be happy than to be right. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that. I loved it. <laughs> it was really good. Really, really good. And so then Chuck goes out on the cattle drive to help his mom. And Tess says. And to get away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Tess tells Grace, Chuck will be sorry to have missed you. And that uh, 
that he he said that he needed a break from Brookfield. So she said Which that was kind of twisting Chuck's words. That wasn't yeah, that wasn't truthful. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what she has like does Tess have this ultimate thing that like she just doesn't want her son to be happy? (laughs) Well she doesn't want him to be happy with Grace. She wants him to be happy with Lucy. Well yes, but also she she wants him to be happy in the way that she wants him to be like her husband yeah like his dad and that's Mm. you know they're different people and i don't know she should be happy that he's happy and he's not doing anything wrong he's being a veterinarian yeah and liking a girl who takes care of orphans it's not like she's a bad person (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) that's true when you say it like that that's funny like, uh, <laughs> like you know she's a young woman she could be doing other things with her life but she she's taking care of orphans it's not like really? she's an awful like murderer bank robber like a harlot or something yeah, like, it's, no. kind of like, it's like disliking florence nightingale like how dare she like what what are you doing how do but, you do that yeah <laughs> So there we go. And so then Tess says to Ronnie, you were in trouble. You asked for my help and now you are free and clear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we have uh, Helen uh, is getting ready to go. And, uh, and she basically says like, I can't do it. I can't go by myself. And so they decide that Grace is going to have to go with Helen Mm-hmm. and uh to england and well, she was supposed to have a chaperone yeah right. which i think it's a smarter idea for one of the girls to go with her anyways because what if I she agree. gets there and like her grandpa's really rude or mean or like not a n- kind person they're they're able to take her home if or take her back to brookfield if it ends up being a terrible situation or something so this is when lillian hears sam and gabe and she says what danger and then she says to gabe instead of assigning me a bodyguard next time uh please talk to me and he says you ran into it as you said he says you ran into a burning building to save a man's life i didn't want to take the chance so there you go there's that sort of tension i still think I still think he should have talked to her. Yeah, but definitely. Does anyone does anyone else think that she was a little too hard on Sam for how angry she got with him? Yeah, yeah, that's I agree. The guy, the guy was protecting you. Give them a break. I think at the end of the day, though, her anger came from not being told, and not only was she lied to by Gabe, she was lied to by Sam, and so giving him the cold shoulder a little bit, like, I think that's worthy, because she feels lied to, she feels betrayed. So, we have a nice scene between Grace and Lillian, where Grace is upset about having to leave, and Lillian says, before we didn't know how to find each other, and now we do. So, I thought that was nice. Yeah, that was so cute. It was touching. It was... Mm-hmm. yeah there's one there's one tiny little detail that i don't even know i don't know who else caught this but being a mom and also being on the other end being a little sister this got me and i i started to cry right at this and it seems kind of silly it seems a little thing to cry over but the fact that lillian had cutlery and plates in her hand 
and Grace started coming at her for a hug, and Lillian immediately put down the stuff and <laughs> and gave her a hug. And I just went, oh my gosh, you know, just, uh-huh. you know, just, oh, no, 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 I've got dishes. You know, she just, boom, put it down and hug. Because when my kids come toward me and it's obvious that they need a hug, you yeah. don't ask questions, you put it down. And also I was the youngest of six. And so when I needed a hug from my mom, from my dad, from my brothers, and, and they put whatever they were doing down to reach out and hug me. That's something that meant more than anything. So it was a teeny tiny little moment. I don't know if it was Morgan's idea. I don't know if it was Megan follows. Hello, Megan, by the way. Awesome job. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan (laughs) of yours for Anne of Green Gables. So I love that you directed these last two episodes. Anyway, so I don't know if it was her idea. I don't know if it was Morgan or Jocelyn, but whoever did it, that was an amazing moment that touched me big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really a sweet, the whole scene was, was very sweet. And so then uh, Chuck says, you really matter to me, Grace, and I hope I matter to you. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we get our kiss and Yay, one of the things <laughs> it was really fun uh, oh yeah. my gosh. A- amy what are, were you super excited yes i'm like thank you thank you now if they drag it out for you know a million seasons and they're not like engaged within the next season and a half i'm i'm protesting like i am not Okay, I get Lillian's a little more reserved, a little bit, you know. It's going to take her longer to decide. Okay, that's fine. That's Lillian's personality. That's Lillian's character. Okay, that's good. You know, with Grace, Grace is a more fast-paced individual, and so is Chuck. So the two of them, if they're not engaged within the next 15 episodes, yeah. if this keeps going for 15 episodes, I'm going um, I'm to be a little angry. Okay. I'm with you. Because... <laughs> Yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Amy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> not, because... not sure I got that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, okay? No. I'm sorry, <laughs> Grace and Elizabeth, or Grace and Elizabeth, <laughs> Jack and Elizabeth <laughs> made me very angry. <laughs> Agreed, 100%. That drove me crazy. I'm just like. No, it did me oh, too. It was so <laughs> slow. I'm just like, come on, come on. Uh, so this was very satisfying. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Amy and I are big fans of. Of kissing in shows and movies. You can add me, you can add me to that <laughs> list because so am I. I mean, well, I'm the one, see, they, uh, for everybody listening, they don't know me that well yet. So yeah. I'm, I'm the new, I'm the newbie. Yeah. So you can add me to that list. I'm the yes. one that when they throw the kiss in, in the last five minutes, I'm like, no, yeah. no. And then, well, when, and then we when they do put it in, two, when, because we did a whole podcast on our on Hallmark kisses. Ah, it was oh. like our top ten best Hallmark kisses, <laughs> coming from the person who's never been kissed over here. And we did top ten Hallmark. <laughs> so next up, we next need to time, do another one. Yeah, when yeah. we do part two. We'll totally have Cammy on because oh, yeah. th- this was really good. This was really romantic. It, it was, was really nice. They're both oh, leaving on trips. And they just, they have such a good energy together. Like, it was so believable that I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And it's probably just because they're an amazing actor, an amazing actor and actress, but just their 
their, I don't know how else to say it, but like just their energy, their chemistry, like it just worked so well. And I just, well, I loved it. <laughs> well, and let's not forget the things that he said to her. I rode all night to see you. I got a long ride back, but it was so worth it just to see your beautiful face. Oh my gosh! Who, who would not melt into a puddle at the very at the very first word you know? yeah. <laughs> like he could have put out, pulled out a ring at that moment and i would have been happy like honestly i would have been no, so no, no, no. They, they got a kiss first it was and really they got a, we got to hear and i love you before the and, ring oh, we got to hear and i love and you and not only did they kiss but they managed to kiss without exhausting the bed bath and beyond like like jack does with a billion candles <laughs> He kissed her on the hilltop with nothing around. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, if we so see any candles in this show, I'm going to lose my mind. Have it. Maybe that's how Jack got so many candles, is he got them from Brookfield and Oak Valley. You are so mean. <laughs> oh, we're just teasing. But, uh, but anyway, it was really good. And uh, so... Let's talk about the season as a whole and maybe even how, how we feel about the oh. year. of. Is there one thing I can add real quick? Yeah, please. That There's I noticed. one thing I want to add too. So. Sorry. <laughs> and just remind me of that when you said Hope Valley and Brookfield, when they were looking at that map of where to go through, I paused it and there was other cities that had been mentioned in the two shows. There was no Hope Valley on that map. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, I just, I was like, because I paused it and I'm like, I want to see where Hope Valley is in relation to Brookfield. And I'm like, wait, it's not on this map. Is it that far away? Like, I don't know. But yeah, that, that was just my okay. good personal. Good catch. <laughs> good yeah, catch. that is a good catch. <laughs> All right. What, what was your final so, takeaway? Well, my, my thing was how they handled the whole Helen situation. Not only did Grace tell the story to give Helen courage, but the fact that they are acknowledging that both her parents were lost at sea. Mm. Of course she doesn't want to get on that ship. And, you know, she's saying, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, there are other people who would have said, you're getting on that ship and it's final. Mm -hmm. And Maggie could have been, oh, I'll give her a sedative, knock her out. But you know, Maggie was very, very understanding. That's very traumatic for a 12 year old girl. And she lost both her parents out at sea. You know, just mm -hmm. the, I thought the whole situation was handled so well, not too rough, not too tender, you know, because Lillian and Grace say, we have to get her there. And I just, I loved mm -hmm. that whole thing. Yeah. And then Lillian, because Grace is the famous storyteller, Lillian cuddling with Mary Louise at the very end mm -hmm. and telling her the story, you know, cause she's the one that's left behind. And, oh, sorry, one more, uh, oh, two, two more things. The, the whole sister dynamic between Sophia and Helen. That, I, oh my gosh, because we've seen them in TIFFs in two episodes. Mm -hmm. And so just to see how much they really do love each other and how much they are going to miss each other and having Helen tell Sophia, be sure to write me when Fred beats you in Jack's, when Mary Louise learned all of her multiplication. You know, she's giving credence to all the things that she knows are going to happen. 
it just it was very sweet and then the the ending the 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 big cliffhanger ending about the report on grace that what's his name i don't even think he has a name but that the man hands to Tess Stewart at the end. I went, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're trying to ruin your son's happiness. Oh, I'm yeah, just glad that Grace. kiss, I'm just glad that kiss didn't happen in front of mom. Cause that would have been, <laughs> been terrible. But like the whole town saw it. So like she knew, she's gonna know. <laughs> oh, she's, she's gonna know, but she did not know at that point and she couldn't ruin it. She yeah. could not ruin general, the moment. She could kiss. not ruin the moment. <laughs> in general, kisses are probably better when they don't happen in front of your mom. Yeah. <laughs> safe As a general rule, that's incredibly true. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll keep quiet on that subject. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So let's talk for a second about the season as a whole and how we feel kind of about the year of, of Hallmark Television. Just, just for a second. Uh, so... I, I just feel like this show was, maybe I had went into it with very low expectations, but I just thought that, I thought it was way better than I expected. I think it's been pretty entertaining and uh, well-made. I think they really put some money into this show. I think the acting's all been good. I think the pacing has been more to my liking than I expected. <laughs> um, and uh, overall, I just actually really enjoyed it. I I, I think it's it's one of the stronger seasons of television from Hallmark that I've seen, I, I think. What do you think, Amy? Um, I completely agree. I was really worried at the beginning of this that it was going to be just a carbon copy of One Calls a Heart. I was like, right. they're just going to bring the same thing over the other side, and it's just, it's not going to be, it's not going to draw me in. But I think what really drawed me in is they really took that ensemble cast aspect which I love mm -hmm. and that's what I love about Wine Calls the Heart now you know the first half of I'm sorry the first half of the Wine Calls the Heart season this year I was like okay can we just get on with it already and then when they really tightened it up and they re-edited everything it was so much better in my opinion I and I think you. I think that they took that attitude of an ensemble cast and really the whole community having their own stories and they put that into this new show new show and that made me really happy um as far as like comparing it to the other shows on hallmark channel i think we had a really good 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 witch season um i don't know i don't watch just big shorts so i don't know what was going on there i heard it wasn't bit it wasn't good so um and then but you know we had a really good last half of when calls the heart really great one hope calls i love this show now and i mean good witch is always fantastic so yeah 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 i mean we're basically the same i I do agree about when calls the heart. I think that with what they did with that editing was a miracle. I cannot mm -hmm. believe how seamless it was. I, I don't know how they pulled that off. Uh -huh. uh, it was Not really impressive. They, oh man. <laughs> we need to get an editor from when calls the heart yeah. on just to like, I don't know how much they're allowed to talk about, obviously about that, but just their whole process. Yeah. It, it it's really so really interesting impressive. to me. Yeah, uh, but I agree. I thought that it improved the show, the pacing. I thought it, I don't know, I, I liked it better. And I thought that that was a huge accomplishment. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked Good Witch. There were a few things about it that frustrated me. I don't think it was as good as the previous season. Um, but I liked, I liked it for the most part. And then I, yeah, just speak sure as everyone knows my thoughts about that show. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then we have this When Hope Calls. 
that was really strong. Uh, and so there you go. That's my thoughts about the year in Hallmark television. Uh, Cammie, what about you? Um, I also don't watch Chesapeake Shores, so I can't say anything about that. Uh, I thought that with Good Witch, I thought they ended Bailey Madison's time on the show really yeah, strong. I agree with you. I, I thought I yeah. thought they did a really good job of ending her time on mm -hmm. a good note, on a strong note. Uh, I. I didn't, I, I didn't become a podcaster until about halfway through Good Witch. So I didn't, so I didn't keep tabs on it the way I probably would have, yeah. <laughs> but, but I enjoyed it. It's uh, Good Witch is not my favorite television show, but it's pleasurable. It's fun. I'm becoming a lot more of a James Denton fan than I ever thought I would be. I, I never saw myself being a James Denton fan, but he's, he's very yeah. good. He's, yeah, he's, he's really good. very good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to disagree on the Vincent thing. Sorry, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love Adam. Um, but uh, well, not just me, the whole podcast. And, like, um, I, I agree with, I, I agree with Cammie. I, Vincent not being, <laughs> being there and not being there didn't impact me all that much. But I didn't want Amber to attack me. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Amber would never. I have an ally. I have an ally. Yay! Hey, at, least, <laughs> at least Vincent didn't make Stephanie cook her own date dinner. <laughs> okay, yeah, that all was right, a little rude. Right, but right. I'll give you that. Moving but. on. Moving on. <laughs> this is not the Good Witch um. podcast. <laughs> Ren calls the heart. Oh my gosh, it was such a dramatic year. <laughs> and to and to to be completely honest I didn't think that I didn't think how do I put this because I knew the show would survive mm -hmm. I knew the show would make it but I didn't think it would thrive the way it did without someone yeah <laughs> I um, think because the, the tone she, shift was great the shift in the tone yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. And they didn't, they didn't just sink the character of Abigail into a black hole. They gave an explanation as to why she wasn't there. And that, that and I don't know, because I did think that it was a lot of Abigail and Elizabeth, Abigail and Elizabeth, Abigail and Elizabeth. And that was fine because Abigail is Elizabeth's best friend. And she just lost her husband recently. So that, um, so she's going to lean on her best friend. But after, after the switch, there, just like both of you said, there was a different tone. There was a shift and everybody really stepped up and came together. And it really made a big ensemble piece. Yeah. And I thought, mm -hmm. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. And once again, I was worried. I was worried about when hope calls. I thought, oh, spinoff. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was fresh. It was original. It was light. It, and it was, but it had its deeper and more action-packed moments too. Now I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I won't be Pollyanna here. Uh, there were parts of it that I didn't quite enjoy, but I found because uh, uh, my daughter Kira, to in order to get ready for the podcast, she went through it 
pretty quickly. She, she wasn't watching episode by episode with me, mm -hmm. but when I was watching the episodes in succeeding order, I, I was able to enjoy it more. I was like, okay, you know, and the, and the parts that didn't quite work as well for me, they got lost in the stuff I did like. So it didn't really, it didn't really matter as much. And so, yes, I'm very, I'm very, very pleased with this year's television. One thing I will say with When Calls the Heart is there were, there were a couple of things, you couldn't tell very much, but there were a couple of things where, where I saw something and it looked rushed or it looked uh, cut yeah. or choppy. And yeah. so I said, you know what? This has been a very rough year for them. Mm -hmm. We are going to cut them some slack. Now next season, if it's yeah. a little if it's a little choppy, they'll have something to say. I but, yeah. Next but, season, I want them to have their good, great because they're great camera work, great editing, and then I want them to have though the new tone or the yeah. the tone they brought in this year. It just it, it was yeah. so enlightening. It's so great. I yeah. agree. The only thing that really didn't work for me about that season of when, of when calls the heart was the, I didn't think that the uh, faith Carson romance worked. I, I love both of those actors. I just didn't think it worked. I didn't think they had chemistry. It was uh, not, I just, it was not for me. I need to send you my fan fiction on faith and Carson. That'll change <laughs> I bet your mind. Better. That'll, that'll change your mind. I thought it was really awkward <laughs> and it just didn't work for me. Uh, and I'm glad they tried it. They gave it a shot, but I kind of hope they pull back on that. But I, that's just my opinion. You know I, uh, I enjoyed them together. I think the I only thing too. that makes it hard for me is because I know in real life there's such an age gap between those two actors. So that's what makes it a little bit difficult for me. But at the same time, we might not get a lot of it this coming season because Andrea Brooks, I think yeah. two days ago, went on maternity leave. So she's not going to be in the full season of One Calls the Heart. I don't know. So. I, I saw her. I, I saw her in. Uh, I saw her in a lot of behind the scenes photos. And, That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah I so. adore Andrea Brooks. She's been on the mm -hmm. podcast several times. I love her. So it doesn't have anything to do with, I just didn't think it worked. And that's just my opinion. Uh, but that would be the only major feedback that I would have is, I just don't want them to take that me. out because then that's one part of the ensemble thing that's just going to be removed. Mm -hmm. And that would, you know, I mean, I don't want them to remove the characters. I just didn't think that that ended up working. But anyway, so that's that's sort of our feedback for the year of Hallmark Television. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode, uh, about when when hope calls, and about the year as a whole, and uh, what you would say that each of the series could improve, or what your thoughts are. Listening, please let us know either in the comment section or on Twitter. We would love to hear your thoughts. And uh, so that would be really fun. So we did it. We finished. We covered Yay! the whole year. So <laughs> are we only doing Christmas for the next two months? <laughs> the only thing that we have coming up is this Thursday, we have a special episode of on our On Friendship series just for Halloween. Uh, we even wore costumes. Pretty exciting. Me and Elisa, we are covering uh, the great Hallmark Halloween movie, uh, October Kiss, one of our favorites. And yeah, so, that's a good one. <laughs> and so that will be the last non-Christmas episode of the podcast 
until and you're doing it on halloween i'm proud of you i'm proud of you girl (laughs) so we didn't get sucked totally into the christmas just yet (laughs) yes that's right so look forward to that it should be really fun and then yeah and then we'll have in january we'll have our episode that we always do with ruth our top 10 non-christmas hallmark movies of the year and so with ruth hill and so that'll be really fun and yeah and then we'll dive in whenever when calls the hardest starting and probably February 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 and so we'll be ready to go and uh, so it's been a great year it's been very sometimes very difficult to cover all the television series Uh, and I couldn't have done it without all of the amazing support uh, from everybody and so I'm so grateful and uh, we'll look forward to 2020 it's gonna be super fun (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much and uh, so Amy where can people find you uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Amy Craig. And make sure to subscribe to the Hallmark Youth Podcast YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces when we're recording and all of our fun Christmas outfits that will be coming. Just oh, saying. yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the Christmas lights ready, guys. Okay? It's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a million so Christmas scarves. <laughs> yeah. And so, Cami, where can people find you? On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Cami Drama Girl, Cami spelled K-A-M-I. And on Facebook, I have the Hooked Hardy Facebook page, and that's Hardy with an I-E. And then there's my blog, hookedhardy.com. And I'll see if Rachel will let me post the link to the two fan fiction stories about faith and carson for all of you for all of you team infirmaries yeah i encourage (laughs) i literally i do i encourage all fan fiction send it send it your way send it it our way i will let's do it that'll be awesome so yes we uh, will have links for all that in the description section definitely check it out make sure you're following the uh, podcast at hummergies pod and hummergies podcast all over social media you can follow me at rachel's reviews all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. I have weekly family movie night picks that I do that are really fun. So check that out. And, uh, and if you consider becoming a patron of the channel, we talk about all of these episodes on the face in the Facebook group. And it's only $2 a month to be eligible for our exclusives and also our giveaways that we do on a regular basis. So definitely check that out. The information in the description section. And also we have our merch that we, includes When Hope Calls inspired merch and When Calls the Heart inspired merch. So if you're looking for the perfect gift for your hearty uh, in your life for Christmas, check out our merch store you'll really find the perfect thing for you. Uh, Mr. Cammy, are you listening? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check that out. And thank you so much, ladies. I, I can't say enough how much I am grateful for we all. We love you. Um, we love you. And, uh, and so we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.